afternoon and welcome to Reflect the Faith podcast. I'm your host, Faith. I've been enjoying this wonderful, beautiful day, June 28, 2023, out on my front porch enjoying my hummingbirds and my cardinals and blue jays. And it's just been a wonderful day out enjoying the beautiful day. Uh, today's podcast is going to be on your passion versus your purpose. And I'm so excited to share these. I found these two verses on a coffee mug as I was having coffee sitting with my friend Sherry. She is helping me edit my dissertation. As many of you know, I'm getting my PhD in educational leadership. And I'm so excited to share that she has been helping me. And these two verses popped up and the first verse is Philippians 3.10, and then the second verse we'll move to is Ephesians 3.10. So it's dealing with your passion and our purpose. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this opportunity to learn about your word and get closer to you and just delve into being able to worship you and worshiping you through your creation and enjoying your beautiful sunshine that you've provided us today enjoying your word that you've provided us that we can delve into and read and study and get closer to you. And I pray that that's our desire, dear God, to build that relationship. We started this journey a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and our journey is to chase you. So this is going to go right along with our passion and our purpose being you. So bless it, dear God, that it'll fill the ears of many across the nation, across the world. In your precious holy name, amen. All right, we're going to begin first, like I said, in Philippians 3.10, and I saw both of these scriptures on a coffee mug. Now, let me, and now, of course, you know, when they fix scriptures on coffee mugs, they kind of fix them to their very best of, you know, what's going to sound the coolest. So let me read to you as they were read on the coffee mug that I shared with my cup of coffee with my friend Sherry. Philippians 3.10, our passion is to know him. Ephesians 3.10, our purpose is to make him known. Now, when I saw this, I had to snap a quick picture of this coffee mug because I tell you what, it was just like that day I was sitting there with her, just it spoke something to me. And I have been, you know, meditating on these scriptures, wanting to delve in and, and really get to know these scriptures, but I didn't know exactly how to do it. And I was waiting on the Lord to give me insight and purpose. And I feel like that he has. So we're going to move forward. Now hear the scripture, and today I'm going to be reading out of the New American Standard Version, um, and it says that, I'm, and this is Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. So many people, and, and many people when they teach the scripture, they want to teach the scripture as a spiritual knowledge of God, but Several people have looked at Paul's heart and truly believe that Paul wanted to live this verse out literally. He wanted to suffer literally as Christ suffered. He wanted to die literally as Christ died. He wanted to be a martyr for Christ. And, you know, he wanted to go through, he wanted to know the power, and he wanted to be able to be resurrected just as Christ was resurrected and overcome death death and the grave and and all that entails he wanted all of that in his life he wanted to know God so closely 
that he wanted to have this literally. And like I said, a lot of times preachers or teachers of the word will teach it as more of a spiritual knowledge of Christ. But if you look at Paul's, as he was writing it, he was literally wanting to know this. You know, and if we want to look at the spiritual knowledge of Christ, we can also turn to Hosea chapter uh, 6, and I'm going to really quickly try to get there. Hosea chapter 6, if we're spiritually wanting to know Christ, 6 verse 3, Hosea says, So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn, and His will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. You know, and that's, I like that verse, and I pulled that verse out because that's how well I want to know God. I want to know God so well that when I'm in my struggles or when I am facing those persecutions, that God will shower down His grace, shower down His mercy, shower down His strength on me like the spring rain waters the earth. You know, God knows when it's time to water and nourish the earth. He knows, you know, God's timing is perfect. Um, In Ecclesiastes, we did our last podcast in Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes 3, there's a season for everything. So, you know, what we have to understand is that the teachings of Christ are those that come from God himself. So knowing Christ means that you know God. And you can find that scripture in John chapter 7, verse 16, and John chapter 7, 17. You know, and then looking in where we're talking about abiding in God's word. How do you get to know God? You've got to abide in his words. You've got to study his words. You've got to dig into his word. Because when you get into his word, you learn the truth about God. You know, you can listen to ministers, you can listen to teachers, you can listen to preachers, you can listen to prophets, whatever. But how do you know that they're telling the truth if you don't hold them to the test of God's holy word? You have got to go behind them and say, okay, this is what I heard you preach, this is what I heard you say, but this is what God's word says, which is true. Now, we know as Christians that God's word is true, but you've got to hold everyone accountable to living the truth according to God's holy word. And you can find that scripture of abiding in God's word is true disciples. If you abide in God's word and you're reading his word and digging into his word, wanting to learn and know him more. So whether it's spiritual knowledge, whether it's physical knowledge, whether it's wisdom, or whatever circumstances that you're living in, as long as you're digging into God's Word, you're going to know the truth. You're going to know the truth of God. And it also says that you're disciples of God. And then it goes on further in John 8, 32, that says the truth is going to set you free. You know, and that rang home so well to me. So this morning, my devotion was in the Scripture about the adulterous woman and the Pharisees, and I was reading through that, and, and, you know, it was almost like I had a release because I came across a truth of, you know, those without sin cast the first stone. Well, we're all sinners. In Romans, it says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
So we're all sinners. So none of us can cast a stone and judge others because we've all sinned. We all deserve that stone to be thrown at us. So why are we casting it on others? And, but it also, as I was reading through that and I was going to my devotion this morning, it also revealed to me that what God gave was grace, forgiveness, and mercy on that adulterous woman. He went to the woman and he said, where are your accusers? And she's like, there's none to be found. Well, instead of him, because we know that Christ was sinless, he could have cast a stone. But instead of casting a stone, he forgave her. He showed her grace. He showed her mercy. And he told her to go on and sin no more. You know, and I was thinking, how many times in my life have I not shown grace and forgiveness? You know, we've got circumstances all throughout our lives, that we've not shown grace and forgiveness. You know, some people are having a bad day. Some people do things out of the flesh. You know, they do things out of anger. They do things out of emotion. Lord knows that I do it, uh, stuff out of emotion, and I have to ask for forgiveness of it. There have been times I've been very rash. But that's where the true lesson of God and knowing God and who His personality is this morning really set home with me is God is a God of forgiveness, a God of grace, a God of mercy. You know, and I, and I have a tattoo on my ankle that I shared. It opened up the door so many times for me to share the gospel in the public school setting because, of course, in, in public school, you can't talk about God. You cannot even bring God up. You know, it, it's such a danger. Well, kids would ask me about my tattoo. Well, because they asked and they inquired, That opened that door that I could tell them what that tattoo meant. And, you know, one of the part of the tattoo says grace, and it's a compass, and it's the compass is round and encompassing. And of course, it show, you know, back in before we had GPS, it gives you direction, gives you focus. The circle means you're focused. The circle also means that you're at peace with whatever struggles or trials or tribulations that you went through. And then right underneath it, it says grace. And I I went over this with my students and I let them know. I was like, okay, it is by God's grace that I'm in the direction that I'm in. And that's true. Even today, it is by God's forgiveness, God's mercy, God's grace. Because there's every day I fall short. I, I don't live up to the perfection that Christ has. And I never will until I am given my new body in heaven. And that's because of the sin nature that's within us. So our passion, the passion that drove me to start this podcast was my passion to chase God, to get to know God, to know the truth about God, to know his characteristics, to know how loving he was and how graceful he was, how just. Now, don't get me wrong. God is just, but God is also merciful. And so... It brought me to some questions. How often has our passion in life became our true purpose? You know, we all, we go through school. What do you want to be when you grow up education-wise? You know, what what do you want to do? What's your purpose in life? Or, you know, what are you trying to fulfill? Well, I want to make a difference. Or I want to save the planet. Or I want to do this. I want to make a difference in a child's life. I want to share the gospel. I want to become the next greatest neurosurgeon, whatever it may be. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a protector, a fireman, a policeman. You know, whatever it may be, when has our passion became our purpose? 
And if your passion is not truly seeking to know God in his holy word, then how are you going to know what your purpose is? Because your passion has to be God. That's where it starts. Your passion has to be God. And then another question that kind of came up as I was studying and and reflecting on this is, are you living out your passion for God in your purpose for God? You know, are you living out your passion in your purpose? Maybe you think, okay, well, my purpose in life is to become the best teacher or to become a famous doctor or a famous actress or the police chief or the fire chief or whatever or uh, the best landscape architect or nurseryman or, or best cow farmer, whatever, whatever it is. Are you living your passion for God in your purpose? So if you're the best fire chief, if you're the best teacher of the year, if you're the best principal of the year, if you're the best pastor on the face of the earth, can people around you see God in you? Can they see a Christ-like walk? Can they see a Christ-like life? And if they can't, it goes back to my question. Are you living out your passion for God in your purpose? Let's go ahead and go on to Ephesians 3.10. So we're talking about our passion for Christ. So my passion for Christ has really been building and burning of really just getting in God's word and knowing him and, and building my relationship closer to him. And that was what I wanted to focus on. Well, then when I saw these two verses, I'm sitting there having coffee. I'm working on my dissertation. And I'm thinking, okay, this dissertation, I'm going to get a PhD. I'm going to have an education in leadership. But what does that matter? You know, we had our podcast last week about Ecclesiastes and the futility of life without your relationship with Christ. Well, think about how futile this wisdom of having an educational, a PhD, educational leadership, all those hours of learning, how pointless they're going to be if I don't use that information and that knowledge to share the knowledge of Christ. And that's, you know, I know that I'm taking a pause there, but that's a pause that needs to be taken. You know, is your passion being displayed in your purpose? And I've not quite got to my purpose yet, I'll be honest with you, because right now I'm still pursuing my passion. But if you look in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, in order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. So I'm thinking about that. I'm like, okay, making things that we learn in our own pursuits of Christ known to others so that Christ and his gift of salvation can be known to others was my first initial take on that. But then I done a little bit digging and, and looked here you know, in this scripture, it's almost as Paul puts it out as a classroom. And, and, and you're going to hear a lot of classroom analogies. But God is the teacher. The universe is the classroom. And the angelic dignitaries are the students. And this is what the angels are seeing from heaven. They're seeing unsearchable judgments. They marvel at God's ways of how he finds out things. Well, God's omnipresent. He's everywhere. 
He's all-knowing, omnipotent, you know, all-knowing. So they marvel at his ways of finding out God has triumphed over sin in his own glory. Then he sent heaven's best for the world's worst. So the angels are witnessing this. And this is not just the angels that are still praising and glorifying God in heaven. These are also the falling angels that followed Lucifer out of hell with his disobedience of pride and, hey, I'm just as good as you and I want to be worshipped too. These, these deities are actually seeing it as well. They are seeing that God triumphed over sin in his own glory. They saw that God sent heaven's best, his own son, for the world's worst. They've seen God redeem his enemies at an enormous cost. He's, they have watched God conquer his enemies by love and prepare his enemies as a bride for his son. All of these angelic deities are also seeing mankind being blessed with all types of spiritual blessings. And they've also witnessed that through the work of Christ dying on the cross, that it has brought more glory to God through believing through the believers of the world. That's you and me. The believers of the Jews, the believers of the Gentiles, the believer of all humankind, anyone that believes in Christ, they, the deities, the angelic deities are seeing that more glory has been brought to God through us believers than if sin had never been allowed to enter earth. So let me go back and read that verse again so then you can understand it in that context. In a world, in order... We are, our purpose is in order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church. We are the church. If you are a believer in Christ and you are a born-again Christian, you are the church. Through us, to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. So, when we do what God wants to do and we live out the purpose that God has for us and we share the gospel and we make the gospel known... It's not only, make sure, and make sure you know this, it is not only other Christians and other non-believers that are seeing these spiritual blessings and seeing these wonderful love and peace and joy that's entering our lives. It's also the heavenly deities, both the ones in heaven and those that have fallen from the graces of God. They are seeing these and seeing this glory being brought to the Heavenly Father, through His church, through His Christians, through His children. And it's more glory that has ever been brought to Him, that would have ever been brought to Him if sin had not been allowed to enter earth. And, and don't you know that that's eating Satan up? Because the whole purpose, what was Satan's job before he fell out of heaven? His job was to direct the choirs and the music and the glory singing of God and praising God. That was his, that was his goal. He was to direct the music, instruments, everything to glorify God. And he fell, his sin, his pride, all took the better of him. He fell from that. Sin entered earth 
and now more glory is coming to God and he is able to demonstrate more of his goodness, more of his forgiveness, more of his love, more of his grace and mercy because sin was allowed into the world than if it ever had been not withheld. And you've got to know that that's eating Satan up. It's eating Satan alive. And that's why we now, and in the society that we live in right now, that's why we're in such a spiritual battle. That is why Satan is tempting our flesh, our emotions, our thought processes, our, oh, well, let's change the name of sin and then it's not so bad. Let's change the name or the action. You know, one time I gave the analogy um, to a friend of mine, you know, you can tell a lie and you can call someone a liar or you can call someone out for lying and then you're you're the toxic person you're the bad person you're how dare you da, 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 da. okay well if i used a different word and said it was a misunderstanding or a misconcept or a misinterpretation or miscommunication you know, you can say what it is all you want and you can wrap it up in a bow and you can tie it up and you can make it all look pretty, but it doesn't change the sin. It doesn't change the hurt that it causes. It doesn't change the damage that it's done. Just like a murderer, you know, they 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 still took someone's life. Whether it was accident, not by accident, it, it they still took someone's life. And you can change it to whatever way you want to. Just like now, they're trying to change um, pedophilia to child attractiveness. It's the same thing. You're, you're still being attracted to someone that has not even come of age. Someone that is innocence is being taken from them. And yes, you can change the name and put it in a nice little box and a nice little bow with a all fancy on top and call pedophilia. Now let's call it child attractiveness. It doesn't change the sin. You can change the name, but you can't change the sin. And that's that's the spiritual battle that we're in right now in our society that Satan is preying on our thought processes. He's preying on our language. He's preying on our interactions with each other. He's preying on the fact, let me tell you this, he was preying on the fact that I would allow pride and I would allow unforgiveness to remain in my heart. That's sin that I was allowing to remain in my heart. So that way I couldn't be close to God. That way I couldn't project a Christ-like life. That way I couldn't show the joy that God is bringing to my life through forgiveness and mercy and love. Satan and his enemies and all the fallen angels, they are playing on all of these weaknesses of ours. And as Christians, as the church, we have got to see that we are in such a spiritual battle in this day and time. If we do not start living a life of passionate about Christ on purpose for Christ then we're falling short we're failing God and we're failing the test and we're allowing Satan to win 
Let me say that again. If we are not living a life passionate for Christ, on purpose for Christ, we are allowing Satan to win. So let me go back and read these questions as we conclude today's podcast. How often has your passion in life became your true purpose? And then are you living out your passion for God in your purpose for God? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, dear God. Thank you for these words of wisdom. Thank you for allowing us to know that our passion for you and purpose for you is one and the same. And that is to have that love to dig deep into your word, to know the truth about you, to truly, truly know you so that we can passionately, passionately share you and have that purpose of letting others know how wonderful of God you are. We thank you for your words. We thank you for our listeners. Dear God, I pray that you will bless this podcast, the reach, the Father's realms of the earth, that people will hear this word and reflect on it and reflect on those questions that I asked. Are they living their passion for God on purpose for you? And if they're not, I pray that they will dig deep into your word today and change their heart, heal their heart, mend their hearts so their passion for you will overflow in their purpose of life for you. In your precious holy name, amen. I want to thank everyone for listening today. Thank you for all of my regular listeners to my podcasters. I pray that you will share this podcast and share it with others because God's word does need to be shared with others. And we need to know that not all, everyone struggles and everyone needs encouragement from God's word and how better to encourage them but share a podcast of learning and delving deeper into our passion and purpose for God. Thank you so much and enjoy your day.